Recording live. Oh. Boom. Hey, there we go. All right. There we go. We're live. We'll give it a minute, just like we did last time. Get everyone up in here. Then we'll get this thing going. Yes, sir. I'm going to put it in theater mode with the chat room open. Welcome to theater mode with the chat room open. Theater mode. Cody, he is running the chat, so if you have any comments or questions or whatever, I mean, feel free to drop it in there, and Cody, you can go ahead and talk about it uh, and whatnot whenever you do get the chance here. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll get this thing going. This will be on YouTube, so if you can't stay for the whole time, don't even worry about it. It'll be on YouTube, and then uh, we will upload the audio version on well on anchor which will then distribute it to spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to our podcast so there you go there but this is a raw reaction here with our uh um our live stream with all the videos and clips that we got pictures whatever you know we're we're gonna go ahead and post that on youtube and, and Cody, i think you're just talking to me huh i think you're just talking to me that's fine i'm talking for the youtube video as well Oh, right, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bro. And then also, Cody, I, I didn't, I didn't um, run this by you, but if possible, I think it'd be kind of cool to pull up some of these huddle highlights as well. You know, some of these players that really stuck out to us and see if we could, uh, I don't know, see if we could find some highlights and uh, more stuff there. Because definitely, I didn't take as many. Well, obviously, this was a one-day thing, so I didn't take as many videos as I possibly could. Because also I want to be talking to kids and parents and coaches. And then it was also roughly three hours. Like the tryouts, the Ducks tryouts, two or three hours. I uh, went a little bit over. And then TFG tryouts were like three hours a day. Yeah, three or four hours a day, right? So reality is that we just don't have a bunch of clips. Cody, I'm sure you could attest to that. So yeah. Yep. But uh you know what? Let's go ahead and hop into this thing, though. Uh, so, okay. Ducks 7-on-7. Seven seven. This is a new 7-on-7 seven seven team here in the state of Colorado. Uh, the founders or, I guess, coaches from this 7-on-7 seven seven Ducks team did kind of uh, break away from Team Full Gorilla. So, they were rocking with TFG for the last couple of years. TFG, obviously... Uh, another 7-on-7 seven seven team, arguably, well, probably the best team in Colorado here. They've been going since 2018, I want to say, was their inaugural year. And so it's been, you know, it's been a nice couple of years here and whatnot. But these guys here at uh, over at the Ducks wanted to try their own thing. And so shout out to Coach Vigil, man. He is the guy that kind of got all this thing going. At least that's how I viewed it as. You know, he's kind of the the boss over there over there with the ducks he coaches for columbine high school or as coach for columbine in high school i believe and then the rest of these guys are coaches from i want to say arvada uh tj thomas jefferson i want to say the evelyn was another school that sent some coaches mm, pomona as well cody am i missing any did you say uh thomas jefferson yeah so I think okay. that's it then. So yeah, um, so that's so there you go. 
you know, that's kind of where the majority of these coaches come from and whatnot. And you know what? They just wanted to start their own seven-on-seven team. Uh, they're kind of built a lot like TFG, I would say. Uh, you know, it's it's for the kids, right? It's for the kids to get opportunities to compete against the best, to play with the best, which is extremely important. And, you know, it's just another avenue as well. You know, I'd say um, they're not trying to get after your money or anything like that. I mean, it was pretty cheap. It was like $35 as uh, that, that was the fee uh, beforehand and then 45 if you walk up. So, I mean, uh, Cody, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong there. But it's pretty cheap. And then they did a lot of the same combine stuff at these tryouts like TFG did. They did. 40-yard times, shuttles, broad jumps, and then obviously they had comp at the end there. And so that's kind of how this uh, one day of tryouts was split up. So the first half was basically all your combine stuff. Second half, it was competition. We talking 101s, uh, 2v2s, 7s, all that great stuff. And I believe the teams or the number of teams originally that they were going to accept were uh i want to say three or four so you have 18u 15u and 14u and they wanted two 18u teams was that right cody uh, okay. i thought it was originally one but i'm not entirely sure okay well basically they have at least one 18u team and a 15u team as well and so they definitely kind of wanted to go younger that was the vibe obviously you know, uh, Coach Vio and us, we, we talked, you know, for a bit, well, before the tryouts. And then, you know, during the tryouts as well, we talked for a bit. And he was like, yeah, man, like, this 15U team won a tournament back in Minnesota one time. Uh, I don't know if it was last year or uh, two years ago. And so I guess that was kind of his uh, vision there, you know. Kind of start from, well, not the bottom, but start with the younger group. Work your way up because this younger group can compete up obviously obviously if you're 18 you you can't compete down to 15 you that's that wouldn't make any sense let's just be honest with you so uh so there you go so a lot of these players were pretty young i am going to be completely honest with you i don't think i recognized many juniors out there i saw a lot of um sophomores maybe there was a junior in the mix uh, here at these tryouts, but for the most part, I saw a lot of sophomores, a lot of freshmen for sure, a lot of incoming freshmen, so eighth graders, those are either class of 26 or 25s, and then there are definitely some seventh graders in the mix. They're trying to go young, and I kind of like it, you know, you give some of these young guys a little bit more opportunity, not that they, you know, can't play for TFG, but I mean, you know, maybe they didn't hear about it in time because, you know, they are younger athletes and whatnot. Or, I mean, obviously, there's some pretty insane athletes on TFG, and they just barely ran out of a spot. And so that's kind of the makeup of all these guys at this tryout, at these tryouts, man. And it was over at Combine High School. Beautiful day, as you can see in this video here. Um, snow was melted. It was pretty warm. Not much wind. I mean, I don't know what else you could ask for when it comes to, you know, football in Colorado during the winter. But this is as good as it gets. Cody, is there anything else you want to talk about before we talk about some of the players that stood out? Um, and, you know, talk about the combine, comps, and all that as well. I mean, you took a, you took a lot of the introduction for yourself, but, uh, you know, I'll forgive it. I, I will kind of go through this list of just 
schools that were represented at the Ducks tryouts. You know, it was nice to see, you know, quite the variety here. You know, I think it was a little bit, I mean, it was still kind of, you know, Denver heavy, but less Denver Metro heavy for sure, you know, especially that it was at Columbine. You start to get some of those more mountain schools. I mean, you had representation from Conifer, you know, which is way more west than, you know, most schools for sure. You got representation from Pomona and, you know, I'll just go through the list here actually, you know, so you had representation from Littleton High School. I don't know if there were any LHS guys at TFG tryouts. You had some Lakewood kids there, Fairview, you know, that's a Boulder school, obviously. Lutheran, that's a team that we covered a whole lot and, you know, a program that despite all their graduating seniors, you know, is still going to look to be competitive this next year on that 3A level. Columbine, obviously, seeing as that, you know, V Hill is the wide receivers coach, I believe, at Columbine High School, if that's correct. And, you know, obviously with it being hosted at Columbine High School, you're going to get Columbine guys there. And we'll talk about that, you know, for sure. But then Mullen, Dakota Ridge, to Evelyn, Chatfield. So, you know, you got some defending champs heading over there to try out for Duck 77 Heritage, Longmont, Greeley Central, you know, and we'll talk about the star from Greeley. It says, it, you know, it was one player from Greeley Central, but uh, it was a pretty strong representation from Greeley Central. You have Cherry Creek, so more defending state champs out here trying out for this Duck 7v7 team. Prairie View High School, there were some guys at the TFG tryouts that were from Prairie View. Like I said, Conifer, they had their quarterback come out. Chaparral, Regis, Pomona, Kennedy High School. You know, uh, kind of sad that we didn't get to see some Cisneros from Kennedy High School. But uh, there are plenty of good quarterbacks on that day, for sure. Simon, I'm going to talk about the Combine here because I didn't really get to see the Combine for TFG. <laughs> but Yeah, uh, go for we it. Kinda... Go for it. We kind of split up, you know. Simon watched the majority of the 40-yard dashes, so I'll let him take over that. But, you know, I got to see the broad jump, and, you know, it was a lot of kind of instructing kids kind of how it's done. A lot of these guys seemed pretty new and raw to the environment that was this Duck 77 combine and tryouts and whatnot. So I really think it was a good experience for a lot of these kids. They also got, you know, official heights and official weights done over there which is obviously always good for you and you know the technology that they did have for the you know combine stuff like the laser time for 40 and laser time for the shuttle that all looked really good too broad jump you know not maybe the most important thing but there are some pretty athletic kids there and you know for the most part it was a lot of developing that habit and those tendencies of what a broad jump kind of feels like and what the technique is for it as well over at Shuttle, that was kind of where Mason was at. And I think that the Shuttle is probably the most important drill, in my opinion, as far as, you know, skills that are a bit more applicable to football. You, I mean, you're actually turning and cutting. You don't really run in a straight line all that often in football. And we talked about that with Coach Wes of Prep Red Zone, which shout out to Prep Red Zone and whatnot. They have an article that you can read, but you know, talked about how important the combine is or the shuttle is. And, you know, Mason got to cover that. And, you know, there are a couple of times where he looked over in my direction, like, 
know, he's turned around. He'll. Oh, I guess the people who are listening to this won't be able to see that. So go watch it on YouTube. But the look that he gave me, you know, with some of those uh, shuttles and whatnot was uh, pretty impressive. And I got to catch the tail end of the 40-yard dashes, watching guys like, you know, Carson here, who's on your screen right now. Let's see, what does he do with this pass? It's this one that his receiver drops. But, you know, we got to see him run a 40-yard dash, as well as Genoa, who we've been covering since he was a freshman as well, as well as uh, Will Adams, who also had a pretty solid 40-yard dash. But Simon, what were, you know, some takeaways that you had from the 40-yard dash since you got to watch all of them? Yeah, man. I mean, a lot of it was teaching. Like I said, it's a young group. Um, <clears throat> some of these kids, I mean, I don't know. When are they ever going to do a 40-yard dash or shuttle in PE? I know this because I'm a PE teacher. We don't teach that stuff. I don't teach that stuff. And, you know, I'm not going to go ahead and assume some people don't do that. But that's not something that's a normal thing. Um, I'll teach my football players and whatnot and my basketball players, too. Uh, shout out to my Hoopers over at Falcon and whatnot. But that's more because I know that they're going to need that for showcases and all that great stuff. Most schools aren't going to teach that. And so um, especially these middle schoolers, like I said, there are a lot of middle schoolers here, you know, which is a good thing because they need to learn. If they're not going to learn now, then what, what are you going to do? You go wait two years? I mean, that's not going to help you. You might as well get it done now. You know, embarrass yourself, laugh about it, because it wasn't like some of these were great. Honestly, a lot of it is about form, and look, football is not about track speed. Who cares? It's about making great cuts. It's about making great decisions, uh, all that great stuff. Obviously, I'm talking about sevens, uh, because then I would be saying hitting as well and tackling properly and good defense. Well, good defense you need in uh, regular, I guess, as well. But in sevens, for sure, it's about communication, especially on defense, I would say. And so, really, it was a lot of teaching, which I absolutely love. You know, you got to have some patience for it. Um, obviously, some coaches have more patience than others, uh, but I, I absolutely loved it just because, like I said, it gives these kids an opportunity to get it done, try it out the first time, and then they're going to readjust as they go. Um, because, like I said, I mean, where else are they going to do it unless they pay like $60 to do this somewhere else? Right. And so uh, watching the 40s, it was a lot of that, you know, a lot of just watching forums and being like, oh, he came up too early or he <laughs> he kept his head down a little bit too long and whatnot. Or, you know, he's not running all the way through. So it was a lot of that. But you could tell, you know, when it came to some of the older high schoolers, you know, they've done it before. Some of the guys that really stood out um, in this here, let me pull up my list here that stood out in the 40 here. Um, I would have to say Esteban, and I hope I'm, I have, I have to be saying this right, but Esteban Marquez from Heritage High School, I believe he is a, either a junior or sophomore here. Um, he ran a pretty smooth 40, not even gold cap. Uh, I was pretty impressed. I like that. Uh, the Paladino brothers, I got to shout out both of them, Brady and, and Blake, uh, ran it pretty smooth. They're just really like smooth athletes in general brady was the first one that i got to see run first i mean it's like he's walking on water out there it looks extremely smooth he ran a pretty fast 40 as well and i think he could even get a little bit faster here i want to say brady is only an eighth grader i want to say um cody like i said feel free to 
Uh, yeah. yeah. He, he's an eighth grader now. He's okay. heading into his freshman year of high school. It's always weird talking about what year they are because I always try and refer to him as what they will be starting at the next of or the next football season. Yeah. But uh, literally right now, you know, most of them have to finish whatever grade they're in. So yeah. Well, there you go. So he will be a freshman next year, and then obviously Blake Paladino. We talked about him in Team Full Gorilla tryouts. Um, just unfortunately didn't make the cut. He was really like just short of that, uh, just on the outside there. And so to see him here was actually pretty dope because Blake, um, he's somebody that we've had a lot of interest in for a while. We got to see him in, you know, TFG tryouts, but obviously there was a lot of quarterbacks that we were looking at. And so we got a real good look at Blake here. And honestly, I'm even higher on him after watching him at Doug's tryouts and whatnot because he... I mean, he did an excellent job out here. A lot of quarterbacks really shined here, I would say. That, you know, I think some people are just sleeping on, to be completely honest with you. Plus, also, they're pretty young as well, so opportunities may vary there. But, uh, yeah, the Paladino brothers showed out, I would say. I got to, shoot, <laughs> I got to see Carson and Genoa both run. Both uh, Greeley guys that, you know, I've been talking to for a while. Genoa, obviously, I've known since he was a sixth grader, and now he's a sophomore. And so, you know, there's a lot of love there. I got a lot of respect for his pops. Uh, Coach Juan over there at Greeley, big shout-out to my guy. You know, love that dude. Um, and the entire community as well. And so um, I've been known about him. I haven't seen him, like, run a straight 40 since maybe he was in the sixth grade too. So that was cool to see. Uh, Carson as well. I've I think I saw a video of him doing a 40 maybe or maybe it was just some film like Wildcat film of him playing quarterback and it's just a scrambling stuff. Um, but it was good to see that again as well as because it has been a while since I've seen them both run. Not that both of them are like Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, but they're still very good quarterbacks, you know, and like I said, who cares what 40 you run, um, especially if you're a quarterback. Throw the ball right. So there you go. Um, shoot, I'm trying to think about more players, but I think for now that is it. Oh, sorry, and then one more guy here uh, from Lutheran High School. I was kind of impressed by how like fast he was able to you know get going, but it's I, I want to say it's Jaden Williams, it's spelled J A D O N. He's like 6'2, 215 from Lutheran High School. I want to say he's another uh, sophomore or junior here, and he. I mean, he's a bigger dude. He's like built, but he was moving. And there are actually a couple Columbine guys who you could tell are linebackers, and they were moving as well. Uh, so there you go. But, Cody, what about you? Were there any Combine Warriors that stood out to you here at tryouts? You know, I'm going to speak for Mason Austin here when I talk about, you know, he was very impressed by Will Adams's shuttle run. And just how quickly he's able to do that. He has pretty big strides. He's a bigger dude. He must be like six foot. I say at least six three, if not six four, six five kind of area. And uh, he was pretty quick in and out of those cuts. You know, I mean, I was watching broad jump. I don't put a lot of stock into broad jump personally. So you know, um, nobody jumped out of the, you know, the measurement area. Otherwise, you know, I'd be like, oh, wow. So, but, um, you know, he was pretty solid. And um, 
that running back from Littleton, uh, Coach West's boy, he ran a pretty solid uh, 40-yard dash at, like, I think he was at 205, 200 pounds. I think he was listed at 215 and whatnot. He's, he's, he's slimmed down a little bit. High school. I, I talked to him with uh, Coach West for a little bit. Okay, okay. Well, there you go. I mean, but nonetheless, it's still pretty real. impressive. Yeah, he was, quick. he was he was pushing it. Oh my god, um, I I don't know how I could forget about that, but he's somebody to look out for as well. So, yeah, I mean, there you go. But uh, we're if we're done talking about combine warriors, I'm down to get into the real thick of it. I mean, there's it was a kind of intense battle of quarterbacks, man. There is a lot of quarterbacks here at these duck tryouts. Yeah. Now, obviously, um, including Carson here. Is this his out route? No. I want his out route where he throws it to... Oh, there is Trusty, though. Trusty, uh, Tyree Trusty's younger brother was out there, so that was kind of cool to talk to him. And you know, yeah, He's more of a D-end, tight end kind of guy, so this could be good for him You know, if he makes the team to kind of practice a little bit more agility but you know you had Carson out there at quarterback Simon he's he's your boy so you know I'll let you fill in kind of how he was feeling in his backstory as well as Genoa but you know you also had uh, Wyatt Nichols I believe is yeah Wyatt Nichols he was out there he's a Conifer quarterback so, you know, he had a pretty solid day. I'd say Blake Palladino was battling it out. Then you also had Ben Starr out of Cherry Creek, who is kind of competing. Cash Williams, he's that seventh grade quarterback that we've kind of had an eye on. He was at TFG as well. You know, just a lot of guys competing for, I mean, they, they were realistic, you know, at the end of the tryouts where it's like, Look, we had 14 quarterbacks try out. Obviously, we're not going to play 14 quarterbacks. That's just how that works. And, you know, this was... I think that they obviously learned enough from this day, from even, like, the throws on air to the one-on-ones to the seven-on-seven. There's plenty to take away to decide who your rostered quarterbacks were going to be. Yeah, for sure. Here's that clip of Carson, by the way. Um, yeah, I'm going and play that there. Um, yeah, there were definitely a lot of quarterbacks. I'm not even going to lie. I was keeping my eye on the quarterbacks because I know, I mean, receiver-wise, they could figure it out. There are a couple yeah. guys who did stand out uh, from Littleton High School. Again, Ethan Bird, he was out there for sure. Um, like I said, that Littleton uh, running back. That one tight end, oh, my gosh, from Columbine. He was wearing that green Army sweatshirt, Cody. Do you know who I'm talking about? Will Adams. Will Adams. That was him. Yeah, yeah. He is a, he's big. <laughs> he has a very big catch radius, honestly. And so he could be a beast if developed right. You know. And Bryson. So, That's the little tin running back's name. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a couple receivers here, you know. Um, but I, like I said, I was definitely paying attention more to quarterbacks. That's kind of, I mean, that's kind of my position group, I guess, to be looking at. And so that's where I was at. Uh, Cody, do you mind if I talk about my Greeley boys here real quick and then I'll throw it back to you? Yeah, this is a perfect time. 
Okay, say less. Well, then let's get into Well, drink some water first, maybe. I don't know if your throat will make it through the whole segment. Well, they didn't hear that. I muted before I... <laughs> but let's, let's, let's hop into this. So, uh, basically, uh, I'm going to talk about Carson here and just go from uh, youngest to, um, I guess, to oldest here. But Carson Rash, I know we've been kind of like referring to him by his first name a lot so i'm gonna make sure i say his full name so that if scouts are watching or coaches are watching you know who he is but carson rash the quarterback freshman out of university high school in Greeley, colorado obviously this last year i mean they had a quarterback at university and greg garza um be on the lookout for our top five quarterbacks list this friday that would be episode 107 i believe he's on the list i'm spoiler alert he's on the list so you can figure out where he's ranked there but you know greg garza extremely talented you know and so carson really got to watch a lot of greg out there um obviously he has a lot of respect for his teammate uh the receivers the offense that university runs they usually go three or four wide here they try to pass the ball a bit more in two-way which you don't see all the time but they had one of the most prolific passing offenses in the state of colorado this last year and so that's the stitch carson was walking into i remember him messaging me last year about well just about advice and stuff. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but advice about quarterback and whatnot. I was like, hey, you know, you should hit up uh, my other guy in Greeley, my, the other quarterback that, you know, I've obviously been following and whatnot and uh, trying to help out whenever possible. And that's Janoa Trujillo, who is a sophomore quarterback uh, from Greeley Central High School. You know, he's a name that I think if you are from the northern Colorado area, like you played for Fort Morgan, Eden, Greeley, obviously, like that cut Windsor, that kind of area, you know who Genoa Trujillo is. If you had a kid on a middle school team from a couple years ago, you know, obviously he was the quarterback of those great Heath Panthers squads that uh, never lost a game, that basically went defeated three straight years, won championships three straight years over Fort Morgan. I want to say that was the first championship uh, back in sixth grade when he was in sixth grade uh and then windsor when he was in eighth grade i forgot which one which team was the seventh grade one but obviously all teams that are pretty good fort morgan literally just won state this last year windsor is always good so i don't really need to talk about that anymore and so uh you know who he is but obviously he is playing for Greeley central first started as a freshman it was a COVID year, you know, so that's kind of a tough stitch. And then obviously, um, I mean, they basically played playoff teams. Like there were four or five games that COVID year. It was difficult. The only team that wasn't a playoff team was Skyline, even though they had like the top offense in Colorado. Well, one of the top offenses in Colorado, which is insane to me still how they didn't make the playoffs, but it is what it is there. And so uh, both of these guys are definitely sleepers, I would say. Um, let me talk a little bit more about how these tryouts went down so uh they both would have qualified for the 18u team obviously and then carson yeah carson would have would have qualified for the 15u team uh Genoa, i believe is at least 16 i i know that for sure 
And so uh, Carson was with kind of the older group and then they kind of moved him with the younger group and it was pretty obvious because Carson's like 6'4", 6'5", as well as a freshman. So, um, you know, it did look a little out of place. I mean, if you just want to go by the eye test there. But, you know, he's a good kid about it. Uh, he didn't complain at all. He was like, yes, coach. He got in there. He did everything he could to learn this offense, really study those defenses. Carson and I have really talked about pre-snap reads, man. And um, I, look, I got to praise Carson Rash here. He is an extremely intelligent football player. Cody, I don't know if you were like near him while he was like talking to his teammates, defenders, coaches and whatnot, but he knows what he's talking about. Uh, in uh, you know in those huddles do you want to talk a little bit about that real quick because he was I mean I'm I was super proud of him I was like oh there you go like pre-snap reads you know like that's my guy out there and so uh, Cody do you want to talk about that real quick because it's down to next level and he's only a freshman right now yeah no I was very impressed with Carson Rash and you know just first off what a good kid you know he's a he's a yes coach kind of guy and so from from a coaching perspective i'd love to have him i know that he's going to do whatever you ask of him he's very receptive to learning like you said he's bright i did overhear him you know kind of explaining what he was looking at in the defense to some of the receivers on you know if they get the ball or not and kind of the placement you could kind of tell i think that he was a little bit ahead of the age group that he was paired with for the most part. I mean, obviously this throw here to uh, James, I don't know if it's pronounced uh, Bossinger or Bossinger, but, you know, or Bassinger. Bassinger. I guess, you know, Bassinger. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Bassinger, he's another guy who who showed up. Okay, two 18U teams and one 15 Sweet, thank you, Wolf 30-pack. But, uh, you know, Carson here, he, he had an impressive day, and I think that you could tell that, you know, his... Oh, hey, coach! Welcome to the stream! Man, th throwing me off, but uh, I appreciate you stopping by, obviously. Huge shout-out to Coach V. Hill for having us out there and, you know, for starting this program. Really great guy. Really excited to see where this program goes. But uh, transitioning back to Carson here, you know, I think that he has a lot of upside for not only this Ducks team, but just that university team or whoever decides to start him at quarterback. He's a very smart kid who is getting people in position, you know. And here's another thing. Shout out to the coach who is jumping in. You can see him right over here in the green cleats. He was jumping in from time to time because, you know, a lot of kids were just kind of... A lot of these younger kids, you know, they're less inclined to just kind of jump into the rotation. They maybe don't have the confidence or the go-getter, but... Any players who go to these seven-on-sevens, get your reps or take other people's if they're not willing to grab them. You know, it even got to a point where I was like, hey, someone jump in. You know, like I was saying that because, you know, it made me want to jump in a little bit. But, you know, Carson, he jumped in and he took a snap, maybe two, but at least one snap that I saw at receiver because, you know, no one else was jumping in and he didn't need to be caught up because he was paying attention even when it wasn't his turn which is a huge lesson that I think any player can take from at any level, whether it's, you know, seven on seven at Ducks or whether it's on your varsity squad, JV squad, freshman squad. You should know what everyone is doing on every play. You should be paying attention even when you're not in. Uh, there's a little bit of a Coach Cody moment for you. But anyways, you know, Carson had a phenomenal tryout. And, you know, 
he, he made the team. I'll go through the Ducks' Twitter here in a second through their retweets and stuff about, you know, some of the guys who made the team. But Genoa, he's another guy who had a phenomenal day. And, um, you know, Simon talked about his dominance for years in the Greeley area. But, you know, he showed great timing and, you know, some solid velocity as well here at the Ducks tryouts. Let's see what happens on this throw. Oh, what a dot. But specifically, the Genoa pass that I enjoyed probably the most that we unfortunately didn't catch on film. It was a red zone play, you know, because at the end of the day, they did do red zone 10-yard line heading in. And there's this, it was about a person with window, you know, as wide as me. And you have a linebacker who's playing that inside zone, and you have a cornerback. And, you know, right as the wide receiver turns, before the wide receiver turns, Genoa just shows excellent anticipation, knowledge of the routes, and great velocity as he just zips it in there for, you know, a touchdown. And I think that, you know, between uh, Genoa and some of these other quarterbacks that you have a lot to be excited about for Ducks 7v7. Uh, Simon, you mind if I kind of transition to some of the non-Northern Colorado guys? Hey, what's up, Genoa? You, you came in and commented right as we was talking about you. <laughs> yeah. Oops, sorry. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, hey, just so Carson, just to wrap this up, was super on top of it, very detail-oriented. He played receiver at least five or six times, Cody, from what I could see. Didn't get any targets which is wild because he's like the tallest guy out there but he you know he, he was running routes and whatnot which is good your quarterback should know all your routes so there you go and then Genoa my boy he was he was dealing you know I didn't see him miss many throws there was one deep ball but that was definitely PI that which he can't do anything about but other than that he was definitely dealing he was going blow for blow with uh um a couple other quarterbacks that we'll talk about later because there was definitely a good like I want to say like 20 or 30 minute stretch where uh, some of these 18 new quarterbacks were just dueling it out out here and it was kind of wild but uh go ahead Cody talk about some uh some about some of the other guys that stood out here first off thank you coach and this is like a this is a live announcement right now you know the uh for the final roster it looks like there is 23 or 22 class of 23 guys 23 class of 24 guys for the two 18 new teams and then for the 15U, you had 10 class of 25, which is, you know, guys who are freshmen right now in high school. And 11 class of 26 guys, so incoming freshmen or current 8th graders, you know, talking about that class of kind of stuff. So thank you, Coach, for chipping that in there. And, you know, for this final roster, some of the uh, class of 23 and 24 guys shined, but... You know, talking about a class of 24 guy that just performed so well, we briefly mentioned him a little bit earlier in this episode, was Blake Palladino. You know, he's a guy who is going to light it up for this Ducks team. I mean, you could just see his arm power was... It, it was nice to be able to watch Blake in a more, you know, kind of isolated setting. If, if one might be able to say that because, you know, he was just able to show excellent poise and ball placement. And, you know, it was nice to be able to kind of focus and watch him a little bit more. And, you know, I think that he, he has a winning attitude, too. And he has an experienced varsity starting attitude, much like Genoa does as well. But, you know, these varsity starters, they're going to be guys who need to be leaders on the field. And Blake Palladino is somebody who I definitely think 
can do that for this Ducks team because I mean you look at other 7v7 teams and they have like their face guy you know who's who's the face of this program I definitely think that Blake Palladino can be that for you know this this Ducks team obviously Simon mentioned him earlier as having a solid 40 but I mean his ability to throw on the run his ability to stretch the field is going to be integral for you know this Ducks team come competition time within the state or even you know in those kind of regional tournaments or wherever they decide to travel and play. I also want to shout out, you know, a, you know, he's a junior now, but a, um, or actually, no, he will be a junior this upcoming football season, but that's Conifer's Wyatt Nichols. You know, I didn't see a lot of guys that uh, were kind of in the mountains, more or less, for those TFG tryouts as much. But, you know, Wyatt Nichols, he came out here, and he impressed, honestly. He has pretty solid mechanics, and I liked his ball placement for a lot of the day, and he just looked pretty comfortable there. And I think that for some kids, too, you know, transitioning from one kind of tryout to another, this outdoor with the front range, you know, those, those mountains right there, and being right next to C470, basically, or a little bit off of C470, obviously, going down bulls and whatnot towards Columbine High School. It felt like, you know, a bit more of a relaxed environment. It wasn't everybody knew everybody kind of thing. Or, you know, there were already, like, super-duper established guys. I mean, you did have big names there, nonetheless. Oh, there's uh, Wyatt right there, actually. Oh, I caught that. Perfect video. Perfect video by me. I'm giving myself some credit. But uh, this is Wyatt Nichols right here. And you can just see that he looks really relaxed. And I think that that made a huge difference for some players at this tryout versus other tryouts that we've seen. It's just the environment was a lot more, I'd say, kind of laid back, but in the good, welcoming, comforting kind of way. Um, oh, is this Blake here? Paladino's built different. I'm going to be honest with you. I was literally right behind this dude and just the velocity he gets on some of these throws. Like, I don't know. I'm not even going to cap. I wasn't paying too much attention to his timing, which is something I always pay attention to or usually pay it. Not always usually pay attention to, but like just the way he zips it, it's special. There's this one play as well where I want to say the receiver's running a post. Corner played it pretty well, but Paladino just kind of throws a strike down the middle into the end zone, and it was a perfect exactly throw, great catch. exactly which one you're talking about. Oh, yeah. If I could find it, I'll, I'll point it out again. But, um, I mean, look, a lot of great quarterbacks. I mean, Paladino, Genoa, like all these guys just going at it. Like, it was kind of dope. Not going to lie. You know, I think a lot of these quarterbacks as well, I would say at least Blake and Genoa are in very similar – I'm just going to be real situations in high school. You know, their line is a little, uh, you know, and their receivers are, you know, they're, they're all right and whatnot. And so it was really good just kind of seeing them in a situation that wasn't that. And, you know, just being out here as well, because they don't know these receivers. Like, I think that's important to keep in mind at TFG. Like, obviously, you got dudes who tried out last year. You got dudes who already made the team. And they know who these receivers are. And if they don't, then they make them look good. Everyone could throw to an Ishmael Sisi, to an Ish, you know. Everyone could throw to a Noah Triplett, who has like four threes, four, four speed, you know. Um, DeAndre Horn as well from Rock Canyon. But it's something different to start working with these younger guys. And I think something I really enjoyed, which 
you kind of mentioned, Cody, is just seeing these kids bond with each other and build that relationship. Because I would agree, like the environment, obviously they're competing, they're going at it, but they're trying to help each other out. These are all young football players. Like I said, this is the future of Colorado football here. And I think, you know, just having that family mentality and being like, hey, little bro, I got you. You know, let's do this thing. If we screw up, then we both screw up. Then, I mean, you can't go wrong with it, you know. And I got to give a lot of credit to the coaching staff out there because you know to get those kind of vibes it starts with the coaching staff you know it starts with your pillars in the program and so that's uh that's extremely important and you know it was very fun seeing these quarterbacks go at it and then talk to each other as well i saw paladino and genoa talking at times and i mean all the quarterbacks as well um but sorry i didn't mean to cut you off, off. keep keep going cody keep going no 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 you're good you're good and um you know, another guy who made it uh, just checking out that, uh, you know, that Twitter was uh, Jack. Is it Seidel or is it Seidel uh, out of uh, Dakota Ridge? Simon, are, do you know? I I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Okay. Well, he he was a freshman Go for it. Uh, QB. And I think I think I know. I think he was in a white hoodie, I believe. So I got to see uh, some of his passes, but he's another QB. Who made it? Which is which is exciting. this is a uh, Ben Starr here that you're watching right now, and he had some impressive throws throughout the day. I believe he said he was a Cherry Creek guy, and uh, there's Genoa once again showing off that arm. Can you go back one more, Simon? Okay, yeah. Sorry, I'm 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 seeing the stream a little late, but uh, Ben Starr, you know, he's another guy who I'm not sure if he necessarily made the team, but he showed some flashes for sure, and I'm not entirely positive on what, you know, his his future is, you know, knowing what we know about incoming uh, Cherry Creek quarterbacks and whatnot, but, uh, you know, he's a guy who I think could start on the varsity level for a, a decent number of programs here in Colorado, so, you know, somebody else to shout out there, but, uh, you know, we watched a lot of quarterbacks, and, but there were impressive wide receivers and running backs as well you know obviously you know bryson he was a guy he's that littleton high school running back shout out to coach west once again but you know he was a guy who obviously looks solid in the 40 yard dash like simon and i talked about but he's a pretty good route runner for being you know 200 pounds and five foot eleven like he can move pretty well he seems to show good hands in the backfield he caught you know some go routes and like the one-on-one -on -one kind of settings and oh this is a great play right here what a catch um so bryson is somebody who impressed you know obviously you had um esteban who while he impressed in the 40-yard dash and he just impressed with his speed all around because even even though he is is how do I want to say this? His speed translates to the game of football. You know, there's a lot of guys who are fast, but maybe they don't use it in and out of their routes or they don't use it on those go routes. Oh, there's Will Adams right there uh, getting off the press really easy. Look at this. Yeah. Later. Nice later little loser. throw from Rowan Reisner as well from Fairview. Yeah. That, uh, I'll let you kind of talk about him a little bit as well. But, uh, you know, Esteban, he had himself... Uh, very solid showing at the Ducks tryouts and, you know, get something to maybe kind of be slightly hopeful for there at Heritage. You know, they don't get, uh, they, they're kind of a, 
up and down program, but you know, if you get this kid Esteban the ball, like the Ducks are probably going to do, then um, then you might uh, see some progress here. Some you want to talk about uh, Rowan's performance at the uh, Ducks tryouts before we keep talking about some wide receivers because you know the wide receivers and running backs I could talk about for a little bit, but I, really the defense is what very much impressed me at these Ducks tryouts. Yeah, so I want to make sure we get to that. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll talk about Rowan real quick. Um, so he's the backup over at Fairview High School. Obviously, they have Beckham Kritza there. But Rowan Risner has been, and I hope I'm saying your name right, man, because I've been following you for a minute here. He's somebody that I've known about since about spring of last year. You know, I thought maybe he would be able to, well, I, I felt like he would be able to compete for that starting job over at Fairview and whatnot. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. But I know he's still been working. You know, he had a very good JV year, is uh, what I was told as well. You know, had some good passes. And in my opinion, I think Rowan is a starting quarterback for a team somewhere. Um, obviously, he did he did make this Ducks team. So, boom, there you go. But I think he's a very smooth passer. You know, reminds me a little bit of Liam O'Brien from a couple of, well, yeah, well, I, I could say a couple years ago, like last year, you know, for Fairview High School, uh, build-wise and mechanics-wise. And so, you know, I I think he's somebody that was really underrated. And coming into these tryouts, man, he really wanted to show out. You know, he went to Team Full Gorilla tryouts. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of great quarterbacks there. Um, unfortunately, didn't make it. Came here, he wanted to compete. You know, that's just who he is. And so he came out here and he threw some nice balls, a uh, couple of really nice deep balls, especially, you know, really trying to test that secondary th there, which I absolutely love. You know, um, I know he could hit the short and intermediate, but I think those deep passes were something uh, of, of beauty, honestly, including that one to Will Adams there. So, uh, so, so yeah, but that's, uh, that's Roland Risner. Just wanted to give him a quick shout out. I think he's a real smooth passer. I look forward to seeing him develop with this Ducks 7-on-7 seven seven team. Um, just, I mean, like all of these quarterbacks as well. But I really want to see, you know, how that turns out there. That's something that I'm very interested in. Um, but, yeah, that's that's Rowan, though. Yes, sir. And, uh, obviously, that throw to Will Adams. Will Adams was somebody who we talked about having impressive shuttle and, you know, a solid 40. He just has monster strides, and he just has a big frame, and he knows how to use it very well. And I'm not positive if he if he made the cut but uh he'd be a great athlete speaking of great athletes right here uh james uh bassinger gosh i'm butchering it every time but anyways james he also was electric on the defensive side of the ball he's somebody who can succeed on either side of the ball i think that he's a solid receiver but just he just is so much more advanced this receiver has no idea how to get off of him and then at safety, you know, he showed solid anticipation, very solid technique. Uh, Coach Wes, you know, out there at a prep red zone, he was losing his mind. He's a safeties guy. And, you know, I think Coach Wes was starting to envision a reality where he gets to coach up James for sure. Because, you know, I could hear him like, oh, j just do this little thing. But also he does all these little things very right and, you know, correct. And it's very good to, good to see. So, you know, James, he was phenomenal at these ducks tryouts you know and somebody to keep an eye on for sure um let's see here I'm trying to think of some other wide receivers and stuff uh, a lot of these are defensive guys. Real quick? oh sorry 
Oh yeah, go for it. Okay, yeah. Base no. in Basinger. Basinger. Okay. <laughs> so uh, James here, I mean, he's uh, a Columbine kid, right? And so Columbine always has good defensive players. That's just their game of football. And he really impressed. You could tell he's a safety because there are definitely some things <laughs> as a cornerback that he could continue to work on. He's not as smooth there. There are, as as me and Coach West watched on, you know, there are definitely some things that he could work on in man-to-man, but don't get it twisted. When it comes to playing safety, though, he's extremely smart. When it comes to passing off receivers and stuff, he was working with the 15 you guys while Carson Rash was, and so he definitely obviously stood out there. He's uh, just an great athlete with really good ball skills, and so I think he's somebody to definitely look out for, man. I think at safety... You know, he, he plays it smoothly. I don't know what more you could ask. Well, I know what more you could ask from him. You work on your man-to-man. But other than that, you know, as a zone type of player, as a safety, we watched him pass on receivers and make the right decision over and over and over again. And uh, that's really good, you know. Building seven-on-seven teams, obviously, you need a quarterback because <laughs> you can't run the ball. And then um, after that, you know, it helps to have some good DBs. And I think uh, James here, he really is going to be a cornerstone of this Ducks team moving forward just because of how talented and how smart he is as well. It's not easy to do what, um, you know, what he was doing out there at safety. And he's a pretty young guy. He's uh, Is he a 2023 guy, Cody? Or is it 2024? No, he's 25. Class 25. 25. So he's a freshman right now, which is absolutely He could play wild. on the 18U squad from what I saw. Oh, he definitely could. He definitely could. I, I kind of wish I got to see him play on the uh, 18U squad. But for now, like I said, he's going to be a cornerstone for this team. A possible like three or four year starter, which you don't find every day. I know Team Full Gorilla... I mean, well, they're young, so there's not going to be many. I know Anthony Costanzo, he was one of their, like, three- or four-year starters, plus, maybe. Um, And that doesn't come every day, you know. And Costanzo also happens to play safety as well. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, I don't think they're the same kind of player exactly, um, but they have talent, and they're going to be playing for this 7-on-7 team and be a big part of it for a while now. So that's definitely a guy you got to look out for. Not not much is going to get by him. And he's only a freshman, like you said, Cody. He's going to get better um, pretty much every year, every practice. So so there you go. But uh, uh, keep going on with more skilled players, Cody, as I click through this uh, clip, uh, I guess. Yeah, so another guy, obviously, you know, uh, the 40-yard dash winner, Josh Snyder. Uh, fastest guy there. He is a Columbine guy, a class of 24 guy. So he's currently a sophomore going into his junior season, you know, and looking through, just taking a quick peek at his stats, you know, as a sophomore, he did contribute to this Columbine team just a little bit here with 267 yards and two scores, averaging over seven yards per carry. That's pretty impressive numbers as a sophomore. And that's a crowded backfield to get snaps in. You know, you had our Offensive Playmaker of the Year on the 5A level and Seth Cromwell in that backfield. And you also have a Tyree Trustee in that backfield, you know, making plays and breaking off a lot of big runs. So for Josh to get in there and make some plays and seeing his speed is a testament to his skill level on that Columbine team in pads. And, you know, his speed should be an asset for this. Um... Oh, two kick returns for touchdowns, too. And uh, 
you know, that, that speed is going to translate well, I think, as well to this Ducks team. So, you know, you have that guy, obviously. Not to mention, hold up, looking at his profile. First off, okay, I, I kind of got scrambled here. Josh Schneider, a 4.5 GPA, GPA guy. And not to mention, a lot of these guys who got accepted on this Ducks squad have very solid GPAs. You know, you have... Let's see. I, I saw, a, well, 3.0 for Wyatt Nichols. That's a solid GPA, you know, solid enough, I should say. 3.8 for James uh, Basinger as well. You have a, there is another like 4.0 guy. Yeah, Christian McCombs here from Pomona High School. So lots of good scholars here on this Ducks team. And uh, I think that, you know, kind of that focus and getting these guys who, you know, are doing well in the classroom, I think that they'll be able to prioritize and, you know, focus on what they need to learn for this Ducks team as well. So, you know, that's something to be excited about. Um, let's, let's see. Simon, do you have any other wide receivers or running backs to specifically talk about? I mean, you kind of talked about Jaden Williams, that tight end out of Lutheran, who, by the way, is a 3.8 guy as well. So, yeah. But, uh, I mean, not, not too much. I didn't get to see too much of him play. I know he plays tight end and linebacker as well. So there you go. Um, I'm also sorry. I'm also looking through some of these uh, little end zone clips for the first time as well. And there are some good plays defensively and offensively. I mean, when you're in the end zone, well, okay, when you're in the red zone, either one, um, you got to be on top of it. And there are really good defensive and offensive plays here that were happening. That play. So. Right Which there. One? Can you replay that uh, that last clip? I think that I'm the... Sorry, um, I don't... We were on a delay. Oh, so uh, you jumped all over. Out. Well, anyways, there is this one cornerback who made a pretty heads-up play in the red zone, part of the drill, named uh, Robert Hatchett. I'm not sure what high school he goes to, but, you know, he, he showed some pretty solid athleticism and anticipation. Right there, that pass breakup was Peyton Wainwright, who is somebody who's on our radar. You know, he's a linebacker at Columbine High School. And, you know, you could tell just, like, these Columbine linebackers, they came to play, and, you know, it makes me... Okay, Hatchet's a Lakewood sophomore. Thank you, Coach. I, I thought I saw some orange on his shirt, but I, I wasn't sure if uh, I should commit to that, um, that guess. But, you know, Hatchet, he was a solid athlete out there, and these uh, Columbine linebackers, like I said, you have Peyton... Wainwright. Uh, Chris Horning is was probably the most impressive player I saw. He's a linebacker who, during the one-on-one -on -one drills, was going toe-to-toe -to -toe with these fast wide receivers, shoving them off of their routes, and just making incredible plays. Really, he's somebody who I'm very excited to see on this Ducks team, as well as in the regular season for Columbine. You know, this kind of acted as a little bit of a Columbine high school preview, too which got me excited to pay a lot of attention to their defense. You know, lots of great linebackers there and people who play really disciplined defense, which, you know, in a seven-on-seven -seven environment is so important. You know, just how the game is kind of set up and, you know, playing defense, it's hard. It's really hard to play defense. You have to be super disciplined. You have to be super patient. And you have to pay a lot of close attention to details. You know, it's not just like on offense where you could be a really fast wide receiver and depending on the play, if you just throw out that left foot and keep running, 
then you're going to burn the cornerback because they bite too hard. You know, I, there's more opportunities to make mistakes on defense, in my opinion, and end up looking like that Chiefs cornerback against uh, Gabriel Davis, you know, in the final minute of that game on Sunday. But, you know, I don't think that that's really going to happen on this Ducks team. I think that there's a lot of disciplined, smart football players on the defensive side. So, you know, just shouting out Chris, Peyton, Robert, all those guys. I, I think that that's one thing that's going to catch a lot of seven these seven teams by surprise when they roll up and play these Ducks for the first time is that the Ducks are going to have a they're going to have a defense that can go toe to toe with uh, some of the best in the state. I actually will have to agree with that. I I mean, look, you look at the schools that are out here coaching and whatnot. I mean, how could you not have good defense with some of the uh, coaches who are out here, man? I think they'll get them right. Even watching some of these linebackers in the red zone here, like, they're playing pretty stiff, like, pass coverage. You know, these guys are, like, built. You know, they're not, like, safety hybrid types or, or you know, cornerbacks or whatever move to play linebacker. They're legitimate inside linebacker builds, you know, who are out here moving really well and honestly playing really physical you know just throughout i'm gonna play this clip here but they i mean they're just really physical you know they have real good hips and i think if you get into a red zone situation you know i mean if this ducks team gets coached up right they could put a lot of teams into a chokehold and that's not good because basically that means you have to rely on big splash plays to beat them and, you know, maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. But defensively, I think they're going to get him right. It's rare that you get linebackers that are so, like, oh, my God. They're just so there, you know. So solid in pass coverage. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously every defensive guy is like, oh, give me a good run-stopping linebacker who could pass rush. That's great. But, you know, in today's game, you got to be able to contest balls. You got to be able to get in somebody's face without – Hey, without getting a penalty thrown on you, too. You know, you got to play it smart. And so play with the right type of physicality. And I think, I don't know, man, These this Ducks team defense could be um, something special once they start communicating and whatnot. And, you know, get, get working with each other. And so I know on this play, uh, somebody else should have t- taken that assignment there. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think this defense is going to be something. You know, they got talent over there for sure. So it's really interesting seeing the vibes out here. And, um, I mean, yeah, I look, it was great just seeing all these uh, players come out, seeing a lot of young players come out and really, like, learn something, you know, and get out there. Like, I, I would say probably a good amount of these kids have not been in a seven-on-seven type of situation before, you know. They're more used to, yeah, you know, I'm going to go play in the fall, Maybe you throw in some drills in the offseason and whatnot. Uh, but other than that, you know, they're not used to the 7-on-7 seven seven life. And, look, I'm just going to be real. In Texas, you know, we'd be running sevens in middle school and elementary school, you know, for our own schools. We don't have really club. I mean, we had club kind of coming up, but it was more like, yeah, I mean, like if you need the offers, then you go do that, you know. Or if you really want to, you know, get some real cool clips and travel and all that, then you go do that. Other than that, most people, I mean, sevens is a way of life in Texas. You know, you got you got football in the fall, and then you got sevens in the spring slash winter slash summer. 
which is really long. But um, I mean, that's that's just something that I think Colorado as a state, they got to get used to, man. If you're not on a sevens team, you know, try to get on one. Don't go bankrupt getting on one. You know, just keep that in mind. Don't go bankrupt getting on one. But if you could get that experience, even if you could just get to tryouts, screw it, go compete. If you embarrass yourself, fine, learn from it, you know. You could, it's okay to be embarrassed, you know, because just know if that play was to ever happen again, you know, or that situation was to ever come up, I mean, you could stop that play from happening. You could either have it now during sevens, or you could be embarrassed during the football season in the fall, and you don't want Under that the to lights. happen. Yeah, yeah, you don't want that to happen because there's a lot more cameras and whatnot out there as well. So, once again, just big shout out to Coach Vigil. Uh, this uh, whole Ducks organization, I'm really happy for them. I know they got a good thing going here. Um, I'm, I'm not even going cap. Probably my biggest concern was like, okay, what kind of quarterbacks are we going to have here? You know, what kind of quarterbacks are going to come out here and are going to help lead this offense and build this offense? Because I always kind of knew defensively, you'll be fine. You know, if you have a couple Rocky games, who cares? Oh, well, I believe in the coaching staff to figure that out and obviously i believe in them to figure out the offense as well but having a quarterback is key um when it comes to sevens like you need one absolutely so um i mean so yeah. when we saw when we saw that you know greeley central was one of the teams that was going to be represented there is kind of we were like who else could it be other than genoa obviously yes. you know so there is some expectation to see him there and, um, you know, it, it was definitely a surprise to see Paladino there. And I'm very, very excited for what he's planning to do with this Ducks team. Oh, this is so what I was talking about. I did get it on video. Look go. at this. Oh, my God. They both closed in on it, but he's too fast. He knew where the ball was going to go before they did. And and that's what uh, that's what a good quarterback does. Oh, my. Ooh. Oh, uh, you could you could see like flames coming off of that ball. Just but the anyways. snap of that arm as it comes forward. Oh my god! Ooh. Great footwork too, Janela. There you go. Look at that pause. Great pause there, yep. Coach V, with the mountains in the background. I know. Janela's gonna be like, Janela, you better take a screenshot now so that that can be your profile picture. That's clean as heck. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, Simon, do we want to go more in depth on any players? necessarily right now or do you want me to kind of go through this twitter and read out uh some guys who made the team and whatnot we'll we'll save the film breakdowns for later there's a lot of i mean look there's, there's just a lot of players that we're gonna want to do film breakdowns on moving forward uh, obviously we are gonna prioritize seniors and whatnot since signing day is coming up and then it's gonna pass and so we're gonna still do seniors and so we'll have time to do that we'll probably do a stream um maybe we do a stream next week you know, look at some of these quarterbacks and uh, just break down film, react to some of their in-season film as well. Because I know at this point that most of their film from this last season should be updated. And if it's not, it's literally January 25th. What are you doing? Your season ended in November or December. You had a month. Some of y'all had three months. It's almost signing day. Come on. Yeah. Uh, it should be out here. So we'll be, we'll be doing some film breakdowns. Uh, live so that you know we we aren't capping <laughs> whenever we do our senior rankings and um, whatever the film breakdowns we do. But go ahead, talk talk about the guys that you know got accepted and whatnot. Go through that Twitter, and then we'll leave uh, the film breakdowns for another day, another stream. Perfect, 
Yeah, that sounds good to me. And, uh, you know, obviously, I, I'm a huge fan of uh, of Duck's Twitter. You know, I, I didn't realize. How are we not even following that? That I have no. Because I was seeing I'm all not? the tweets. But anyways. I'm following Well, now them. we are. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> oh, I think Instagram I might have followed it on my personal and not with the uh, with the playmaker. Oh, oh, the woes of being a social media. We got uh, of having multiple social media we accounts. That's what matters. But but it's it's here now, so that's the important thing. Ah, uh, no, coach, don't do us like that. But <laughs> but um, you know, just looking through this through this Twitter and uh, you know react. There is a reaction to Jaden Williams. You know. I'm assuming if they're reacting, big man can ball. Remember the name. That's probably a guy who probably made the made the thing. If I don't read it out, Marquez went off today. That's Esteban. We talked about him. Most of these guys are going to be guys that we talked about for at least a little bit. You know, retweeted uh, James. James was being thankful for the tryouts and whatnot. But talking about retweets here, Ethan Bird, that tight end slash defensive end out of Littleton High School. We, uh, we talked to Coach Wes a little bit. You know, this guy is, he's big. You know, he's 6'3", 180 pounds. He's, he moves pretty well for his size as well. He was an all-league defensive end, and uh, he, he moves pretty well. Something that Coach Wes did fill me in on that I thought was hilarious that he somehow labeled himself with is that he can't catch anything over 12 yards. But uh, he's obviously going to change that. And that mentality, don't label yourself, don't uh, don't short sell yourself here, Ethan. But, you know, he's a, he's a Ducks guy, and he made the team uh, Elijah Abeta, I believe is, is how you say that. He's a Prairie View guy, uh, six foot, 370 pounds, class of 24. That's, I, I've seen worse frames for sure. So, you know, he's a skill position kind of guy. Michael Gartman is somebody who made the team. Uh, Pomona High School quarter cornerback slash wide receiver, uh, 5'11", 143 pounds. So we might have even seen this guy in that uh, playoff game against Castleview, probably. And uh, yes. you know that if he was a member of that secondary, that secondary did a pretty good job uh, that game to you know suppress a uh, a um, D1 commit uh, to very little yardage. But anyways, James he made the team. You know, retweeted his announcement. Bryson, that tailback out of Littleton High School. It's so good to see this kind of representation from Littleton because, you know, they're a school who gets dealt a pretty tough hand a lot of the time, not only in, like, size of school and prioritizing on football program. They've had a lot of turnover there, really. They've gone through multiple coaches and coordinators and stuff and. Even since I was in high school, I think that they had like two or three coaches in the four years that I went to Arapahoe. You know, a lot of turnover. Even in my middle school, I knew about some coaches that kind of went in and out of that door. So it's nice to see some of these Littleton high school kids get uh, some representation. But hey, Bird, Bryson, get those grades up. Christian McCombs, that's another guy who made the team uh, 4.0 GPA. Be a little bit more like Christian in that regard. Uh, class of 23, Pomona guy. You got Peyton Wayne. There is no way Peyton Wainwright wasn't going to make this team. I mean, he's a solid football player, you know, in pads, and it translates well in the pass game. So, you know, I'm not surprised by that. Oh, look at that angle, you know, on that, on that catch. Nice little dump off there. Wyatt Nichols out of Conifer. He makes the team. I'd be excited to, you know, 
somebody who I'm kind of surprised didn't make it out. I don't know if they work with somebody else. It's like a Tommy Pelosky. Get some evergreen guys out there. That's a football school in the mountains, them and Conifer. So, you know, I'd love to see some of those guys a little bit more in the future. I, I said Jack, you know, that uh, Dakota Ridge freshman quarterback. And uh, the last one that I could see here is Nicholas Hudson. He's another Conifer guy, 5'11", 187 pounds, uh, halfback and linebacker. We probably have some halfback film of him catching a ball. And uh, by the way, shout out to Nicholas Hudson, a 4.1 GPA kind of guy. And oh, wait, it, ke it keeps going. I, I just don't know how to uh, scroll Twitter. But anyways, uh, Louise Madera, he's a class of 26 guy, 5'11", 155 pounds. So on that 15U team, probably Rowan made the team that Fairview quarterback 4.2 GPA, by the way, uh, shout out to all these 4.0 plus guys. Lord knows that I didn't have over a 4.0 uh, when I graduated high school. So, but, uh, you know, all of that being said, like Simon said, we're going to do film breakdowns of these guys and, you know, they're in person film and we're so excited. We're, we know that we're probably a little bit away from it, but we are so excited to see these seven on seven teams in Colorado compete against each other. And, you know, we're just really honored to be hosted by, you know, the likes of Team Full Gorilla as well as Ducks for their tryouts. You know, it's special being a part of, you know, the inaugural, you know, like the debut of a 77 program, especially one that I think is going to be very good and is going to stick around. And so I'm just really excited about that. I talked to Simon about this. I talked to Coach Hill about this. For day one of a program, this is very promising. This is very promising. I think things ran really smooth. The vibes were immaculate. And, you know, there were some ballers out there for sure, both on the defensive and offensive side. Yeah, this catch, just like, get off me, is what that wide receiver said. But, uh, you know, for, for day one of a program, it's all up from here. You know, once you get, they got their roster sorted, they're going to start getting practices. Man, once the chemistry is there for these guys, whew, be on the lookout for this Ducks 7v7 squad. I believe they are hoping Simon. to play Team Full Gorilla. Hey, Simon. Yeah. Oh, my bad. I am muted. Simon, another I thing. Yeah, I got okay, you. Okay, there Cody. you are. But no, I believe that they're going to be ready to, or they're wanting to play Team Full Gorilla here uh, come, well, this season. So... We will for sure be there uh, whenever they get that time and place figured out. So we'll see that. Um, they want to travel. We'll see how that goes. I mean, obviously, I can't imagine managing a seven-on-seven -seven team. I also can't imagine imagine like cutting some players from a seven-on-seven team because personally, I would want to bring everyone, which is why I'm just going to evaluate film and talk about what kids could do better so that they don't get cut. And so that's kind of where I'm at there. And we'll cover more 7-on-7 seven seven as the year goes on. You know, we'll make posts and stuff as their kids, like, you know, do really great things on and off the field. I know uh, TFG, they will be traveling to Phoenix here in a couple weeks here. Man, if we weren't broke, well, okay, we're not broke. But if, if, we, if we had a little bit make more money, yourself. if we had a little <laughs> bit more money, we could make that trip, you know, <laughs> but... Uh, we we aren't so there you go. We're so, gonna crash at a uh, Coach Klein's family's house. Yeah, <laughs> well, let's not throw his name out there too much. 
<laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're we're gonna cover them, you know. So follow us on our social media at Playmakers Corner. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, TikTok as well. Obviously, Twitch. I mean, we're gonna be live streaming probably more so as the weeks go on. We'll see how kind of that goes. Because I personally like just. I mean, well, I don't. I like not editing, so that's great. But I just like going at it, you know, looking at film having raw reactions and stuff like that. Cody, I know you do as well. So there you go. Uh, so give us a follow there. Also our YouTube channel, if you miss a stream or you, if you miss something and you want to clip it, go ahead and go to our YouTube channel. It should be uploaded there. Um, I mean, not the, I mean, it's 1080p, I want to say. That's the best we got. And so that's what we're going to work with, you know? And so good. that'll be, that'll <laughs> be uploaded there as well. And then I want to shout out once again the Ducks and Team Four Gorilla on social media. I mean, Team Four Gorilla, that's all their social medias: Instagram, Twitter, uh, Ducks Seven v Seven. I want to say, let me just yep. make sure. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Ducks Seven v Seven is their exact Twitter handle um, or Instagram handle, and then I believe that's who they are on Twitter. Also, we follow them, so if you see that we follow them, you, I mean, you know, there you go. Except who this stream. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. So that slipped through the cracks for sure. Well, yeah, but oh well, we follow y'all now, and you know we'll be reposting a lot of that stuff. And so, best of luck to all these seven-on-seven teams. And no Warriors. Uh, that's another one out there. Performance. That's another one out there. Um, didn't get invited. I'm just gonna be real. So if uh, some of you athletes are wondering, oh, how come you didn't come here or there or whatever, we go where we're invited. And so. Um, that's why we always try to thank all these coaches and whatnot because you know they don't have to invite us out there there's probably a little bit extra pressure knowing that we're out there because we're going to talk about performances and we're going to keep it real i mean we covered the 2021 season i mean shoot we covered middle school ball and we were real when you know a dj bordeaux didn't play as well or some of these other guys that we know our stars didn't play as well you know and uh, that's going to be out there forever. But, you know, it's not. Hey, it's all love. You know, uh, we want y'all to be better. And we're going to tell it how it is. You know, and that's how this Ducks uh, tryout was. A great birthday. Love the coaching staff. Love the vibes. You know, I think it's a good deal. Um, and then, I look, I just liked uh, hearing some of these kids just getting to know each other. Because uh, they're coming from all over the state. You know, and uh, I mean, it's not that easy uh, to connect with some of these guys sometimes and whatnot. And so, you know, you take the opportunities you can and love to see some of these guys really do that, uh, especially the guys that aren't kind of from the Denver metro area. Because, I mean, you got to take initiative eventually, you know, and so really looking forward to what's ahead for this team, man. Um, and all the teams, obviously. So, so yeah, Cody. Is there anything else you want to say here? We're kind of wrapping this thing up here. Definitely a shorter live stream, but obviously they don't have like, you know, 300 kids come out and try out, which is fine. You know, that works for us as well. But we'll be covering more kids and doing more in-depth film breakdowns here in the future as well. So, yeah. Um, I don't think so. I just want to echo everything you had. Obviously, super grateful to have been invited out there. It was beautiful, by the way. It was a beautiful day. And uh, a photogenic day, for sure. Colorado showing off uh, that beautiful blue sky and uh, all those days of sunshine that she has. But, um, you know, other than that, just um, I'm excited to see the football part. I'm excited to see the football part. And uh, to all of our viewers, obviously, thank you for viewing our Twitch. If you are catching a recap of this, 
tune in. I think we're going to try and make this a thing. Tuesdays around like 6 o'clock. Uh, pretty consistent uh, Twitch streams. So that way we can get that ep Wednesday episode out for y'all as well. But uh, I've been... Uh, what? Do, do you say hosts on Twitch? Or do you say yeah, one of your streamers? Do, I mean... I, I'm not sure the terminology. I'm not an influencer uh like coach v is so i i don't know exactly how it all works okay i just run the chat room <laughs> <laughs> all right so i've been your co-host uh with my other co-host here cody stoffer i've been your co-host simon Marianos, aka coach v that's cody stoffer i i tried to give you i tried to throw it to you but you took too long i'm sorry that's that's how it works but <laughs> we'll catch you all later thank you for rocking with us uh hey quarterbacks top five quarterbacks in the state of colorado class this friday this friday this friday this friday this friday there's gonna be some controversy there's only one 5a quarterback there all right bye have a good one we'll catch you all later